0: Welcome to The Avail Podcast, where we dig deep and talk about the art of leadership. My name is Virgil Sierra, and today is a special episode of The Avail Podcast because we're sitting down with one of our founders, the one and the only Martijn van Tilborg. Martijn is an author, a conference speaker, a marketing consultant, a serial entrepreneur, and of course, co-founder of Avail. Martine's wheelhouse and expertise revolves around helping leaders and influencers turn their message into impact. In this episode, lean in as Martine teaches us principles and practical ways of maximizing your impact, furthering your influence, and amplifying the sound of your message. So lean in, leaders, and let's get started. <clears throat> Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the Avail podcast, where we dig deep and talk about the art of leadership. Leadership is an art, and we can get better, and that's why we have amazing guests. Thanks, everybody, for connecting. My name is Virgil Sierra, lead pastor of Vertical Church, Iglesia Vertical in South Florida. I'm your host for the Avail podcast, which comes out weekly with amazing leaders, pastors, authors, global influencers today. We have the honor, drum roll, brr, drum. We have one of the, oh, geez, one of the founders of Avail. The one and the only, Martijn van Tilborg. Martijn, it's good to have you back on the Avail podcast.
1: Hey, Virgil, always good to be with you. I, I like it that you pronounce my name right. I remember <laughs> when we first met, you thought I had a different name.
0: I did, I did. We were in Colombia, we were in Bogota, and the person who was translating to Spanish for you, actually for for Dr. Sam Chan, whenever Dr. Sam Chan would say Martine, the translator would say Mark Klein. Yes. And I realized yes. you weren't Mark Klein, you're Martine.
1: No, 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 the brother of Calvin. <laughs>
0: brother, <laughs> brother Calvin Klein. <laughs> I'm so happy, Martijn, to have you on for our AVAIL audience. Uh, a lot of them know who you are. A lot of them maybe haven't heard the voice or seen the face in a wall. Martijn from the Netherlands. He is That's my true. brother from another mother, and he is one of the original hey, founders.
1: You speak a little
0: bit of Dutch. <laughs> what? I do, speak, to... I do speak a little bit of Dutch. I got to open up my. I have my. Uh, <laughs> I have my app where I have my Dutch. Yeah my dutch terminology and uh, i would say for example bedankt. bedankt yes
1: right that means thank you Thank you. Yeah. right and i also
0: i also would say i also would say rode wijn rode wijn yeah red wine yes. i don't know if you say that but yeah. <laughs> yeah that's what it means <laughs> I and mean, then i know a bunch of food like fleisch, and yeah. meat uh, and hard yeah. okay that's enough of my dutch <laughs> Martine, Martine, hey! uh, As a founder of Avail, which is a Christian leadership brand that is honestly rocking it. I mean, you and Dr. Sam Chand dreamt this up. uh, You know, how does it feel uh, these years in? You know, I remember right before COVID hit, this was the uh, idea—a Christian leadership brand. What what are you sensing? How do you feel about that?
1: I feel, I feel incredibly good about it. Um, We've grown so much in such a short time. (laughs) It's just humbling to look back and say, "Hey, man, it's only been three years, and you know we've been working with the top of the top yeah. when it comes to our market. You know, when you get to work with John Bevere and Mike Todd and John Maxwell, mm. you know, the list goes on. Yeah, You're like, man, what did we do to deserve that? But it's been it's been a lot of fun, and we continue to, you know, hopefully grow this."
0: Yeah, well, I want to I want there's you know, I want to give credit where credit is due. Uh you are uh, one of the in my in my life one of the leaders who has impacted me with the amount of a faith. You are a man of faith. Uh B you are a visionary dreamer. <laughs> uh yes. and and I've I have yet <laughs> to meet someone who is almost like an octopus with with eight tentacles able to initiate and push forward so many kingdom initiatives helping so many leaders and pastors and influencers really get out there and that's what this episode is all about martine for those who don't know you can you explain a little bit uh, about what it is that you do your wheelhouse and i believe i believe the 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 message that god has given you to spark so many other people
1: my name is mark cline mark (laughs) cline they call me the octopus (laughs) all right now let's get serious yeah no people ask me a lot what is it that you do including my mom she still doesn't understand because it's complicated and sometimes I have a hard time defining it but I really boil it down to one sentence I help influencers turn their message into impact Mm -hmm. and it really comes from the whole idea of stewardship and of course jesus teaches that stewardship and he says when you're a good steward whatever it is you're stewarding will multiply and um you know so there's a parable in the bible about that but it means two things so when you steward a message that god has given you and it multiplies it means that you reach more people more effectively leaving a deeper impact Mm -hmm. and i assume that's what we all want yes right You have a message from God that's burning on the inside, you want to reach people, and you want to maximize that impact to touch as many people as possible with that message. But on the flip side of that same coin is an economy attached that multiplies with it that then sustains the mission that God had in mind when he gave you that message. And that's, I think, something that a lot of influencers, coaches, leaders are missing They have vision, they have a message, and they do a decent job getting that message out. But they're always dependent on this infinitive flow of incoming donations to continue to fuel that mission. Mm-hmm. And I think that God doesn't set us up for failure. Uh, he gives us already what we need in order to be successful. And, um, yeah, we've learned really through trial and error, school of hard knocks, to, uh, to, to be able to create an economy that fuels the mission that God has in mind mm-hmm. when he gives you that message.
0: Yeah. I, you know, I want to mention something. Um, one of the things that I've also noticed whenever I'm at a conference, uh, uh, at a workshop, at an event, or even even with you, with clients that are getting to know who you are, um, God's just given you some a grace to communicate how this is done. And there's this teaching. There's this teaching specifically about, uh, I, I don't know if it's five lessons you learned from Moses or something about yeah. Teachings from Moses that you've learned that I remember the first time I heard it, I was like, whoa, this is this is not only deep and profound, but this is a tool. This is practical and relevant for us today. I would love if you would unpack this teaching for our available listeners. And then after that, if if we could get even more practical and say how we can help them, how we can help them maximize their impact and further their reach.
1: Yeah, sure. <clears throat> Yeah, so when I read the Old Testament, you know, I don't read it as a history book, even though it is a history book as well. But there's somehow, you know, God has the ability to tell history while telling the future Hmm. or telling us things about us now. Yeah. And I remember reading the story about Moses one day. And, you know, I just these five things popped up out of the life of Moses. He was sort of the ultimate messenger from the Bible, the Old Testament anyways, Mm -hmm. Jesus in the New Testament um and and it really started when i got a phone call from a pretty well-known bishop and i spent a day with him the day before consulting and when i consult with people i follow a certain process and the first step in the process has everything to do with i identify mm-hmm. that's identify so i have this acronym that i walk through and it starts with i and it, and it zooms in on, on who you really are as a messenger. It defines your lane. So when we think Sam Chant, we think leadership. When we think Dave Ramsey, we think finance. Mm-hmm. And so Everybody has their lane. So who are you? Yep. When Jesus says, for this reason, I was made manifest to destroy the works of the evil one. When you say, for this reason, I was made manifest, yep. what comes next? Mm-hmm. Like some definition to that. So he called me the day later somewhat insecure by that process of digging so deep to the core of who you are and your identity and who God calls you to be. And he says, you know what? I have a question for you. He says, do you you think I have what it takes to do this, to truly turn my message into impact? Mm -hmm. And I answered his question by asking him another question. I said, did God give you a message? And he said, Yeah, God gave me a message. I said, The fact that you have a message from God is the absolute evidence yes. that there is an audience already waiting for that message. And that comes from the story of Moses, right? Because God heard the cry of the people, he acknowledged it, decided to do something mm-hmm. about it, and then, and only then, went to find somebody he could trust with a message who deliver his people from their pain. And the fact that you have a message Come on. means that God already had an audience in mind that needed that message. Mm-hmm. And so that, that was one of the first things that I saw from that story that gives, us, gives me a lot of confidence because sometimes I ask myself, you know, does anybody even care? Like, who I have what it takes? But the fact that I have it hmm. means that there's a bigger picture. There's people that need it and therefore I do have what
0: it takes. That's good, so five lessons learned from the story of Moses in the Bible. Number one, you have what it takes, and maybe you're a pastor, maybe you're a ministry leader, maybe you're a marketplace leader, maybe you're just a Christian that has a lot of things on your heart, and if God's giving you a message, that's proof. A, yes. a that there's an audience that needs to hear the message, and B, you have what it takes. What about two?
1: Two is, that relates to the first one, is that you're God's second choice. And, and that's something that puts things in perspective, right? Mm-hmm. We think that we have a message, okay, we're going to build a ministry and, you know, it's going to be big and it's going to be, you know, all these things. Um, but the fact that you have a message also proves not only that there is an audience, but also that you're God's second choice. Because God chose the people before he chose the message. <laughs> and, and the objective is to deliver the people from the pain because of the people. Not give the messenger a message, so he can be a powerful messenger. And and for me, that learned. To put, I learned to put things in perspective that way. That okay, wow, you know, yeah, I've, I have revelation. I have received something. I have a gift. I have a message. But ultimately, that message wasn't just to serve myself. Yeah, it's to serve an audience that needs it to get out of their
0: suffering. Yeah, that's huge. I think this is huge, Martin, because there are so many leaders, me included, I'm going to include myself here, that we know we've been called by God, but, but I think we're just barely scratching the surface of everything he really has in mind for us to accomplish. Five lessons from Moses. Number one, you have what it takes. The God's yes. message there. Number two, you're God's second choice. At first, you confused me there because it sounds like a bad thing. But no, you're God's second choice because first he chooses the the audience who he wants to send the message to. And second, you're second choice because you. then he chooses the messenger. What's number three?
1: Yeah, number three is it's not about the opportunity. So I imagine, right, Virgil, I imagine one day, this is after 40 years, wandering around in that wilderness, <laughs> Moses gets to the burning bush and he's kind of like, what's going on? And he gets a little closer and And then God starts to prophesy to the man like he had never been prophesied. Mm. And he starts to talk about his ministry and how the nation would be impacted and how he would confront the Pharaoh of Egypt to let his people go. And in that moment, I would imagine that, you know, Moses could have a really big head like, wow, Mm -hmm. I am powerful guy and God's calling me to do all this major stuff. We're gonna see some growth in this ministry. <laughs> and 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 sure, you know, when God calls you, there is something about, you know, God obviously has chosen to co-labour with us. And I'm not by any means saying like, oh it's all the Lord. It's the sword of the Lord and of Gideon. They yeah. they kind of co labor together. Mm-hmm. So sure, it it presents a measure of opportunity for Moses, the messenger, mm-hmm. you and me. But ultimately, it's about the responsibility that comes with the message. Now that you have the message, good. you by default become responsible to do something with that message. And so many people that I know, so many leaders that I work with, so many pastors, so many ministry leaders, they they limit the impact of the message mm. to Certain formats, uh, the sermon, right? For example, right, right, or the book, and if 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 they're uh, disciplined enough to write it, sure. right? Because eighty five percent of all people have said I'm going to write a book, only a fraction of those people actually do it. Wow. But even like the sermon, uh, yeah, in the moment it can be very powerful. But come Monday morning, that message lives in the past. Like, how can I? Harness the power of that message and package that in formats that makes it available to those people in the future. And there's a measure of responsibility to steward our message properly. Mm. And even on the economic side, you know, the sermon is free. I recommend it stays free. (laughs) Um, The book, it doesn't matter how life transforming the message is of that book. I can read it, learn from it, apply the principles in my life. I can save my si- myself 10 years of struggle because I learned something and I can mm-hmm. avoid obstacles that you had to learn the hard way as an author. Mm-hmm. I get to avoid those, totally. but I'm not gonna pay you more than $20 because it's a book. Um, so, So putting your message across different formats, because sure, people listen, they read, but they also watch, they participate, they attend. There's all these different vehicles that we can utilize to package information across different platforms uh, in different formats to widen the reach of the people it serves and also to monetize. Now, that's not so that you can buy a fancy car, even though I'm not against that. I have a pretty fancy car myself, and I wish everybody had a fancy car. (laughs) But but at the end of the day, you want to have... Uh, the financial capacity to explore the mission that that God had in mind when he made you that messenger. So the third lesson is, yeah, sure, opportunity comes with calling, but it's not about that. It's about the responsibility Mm -hmm. that comes with calling. We'll get that message to as many people as possible.
0: Are you ready to take your leadership to the next level? Avail is excited to announce that for a limited time, you can get a free six-month trial subscription to the Avail Journal. The Avail Journal was created to equip and empower leaders with everything they need to excel. Read quarterly issues and pick up leadership wisdom from high impact leaders like Sam Chand, John Maxwell, Tim Tebow, and dozens more. Take the first step in becoming a more effective leader. Sign up for your free six month trial subscription to the avail journal by visiting availjournal.com. I like that leaders. You gotta lean in right now. This is the reason that why when Martine van Tilborg speaks, Everybody listens because God has given him a grace and a wisdom for this. And by the way, little teaser on the back end of this conversation, Martin's going to talk to us about some practical steps that you can take. And he's got, he's got some goodies. He's always got some goodies for you. <laughs> yep. So make sure you stay tuned. All right. All right. Five lessons learned from Moses. Number one, you have what it takes because God's giving you a message. Number two, you are God's second choice because he first chooses the audience and then he chooses you as the messenger. Number three, it's not about the opportunity, although opportunity is there and it's good. It's about the the responsibility of this message that you've been given. What's number four?
1: Number four is that your your pain is somebody else's gain. Okay. So the Bible talks about, you know, they, overcut, they overcame by the blood of the lamb and what?
0: And by the word of their testimony.
1: Yeah, the word of their t- testimony. So that testimony is only a testimony if you speak from what you've mm-hmm. heard. and said. Mm-hmm. So it makes you a false witness if you testify about something you haven't witnessed. Right. Right. So it's all about your experience, your journey, the, the things that you've gone through. So for Moses, that was a whole lot. I mean, he was basically taken away from his parents, stuck into a palace of a foreign king was raised with that environment. I mm-hmm. don't you know what that did with his sure. you know, mental state. I mean, I know he was an angry man. <laughs> uh, he, he killed this Egyptian one day mm-hmm. and then went to the wilderness where he was for 40 years. It took him 40 years. Wow. That's a long time. It's a long time. A long time. To detox from whatever it was he had to detox from. Mm-hmm. All by himself. It was him and God, right? And his father-in-law, who was some kind of priest from mm-hmm. whatever religion is still unclear to me in from Indian. <laughs> and, and, and he, that became a voice in his life. Yep. But somehow he navigated kind of on his own for 40 years before God could actually trust him with that message. And what took him, you know, that journey, mm-hmm. came the stamp of approval almost to lead the people through that same wilderness where he spent that much time. Hmm. And uh, so your pain, your journey creates a pathway for others. That's good. Um, And that's, that's, I think, very powerful. So whatever it is you're going through, whatever it is you're experiencing, whatever it is you see in your own life, comes the word of your testimony, your message to others to help them navigate some of those same challenges. And that makes it all worth it because you wonder maybe, hey, why do I go through the things I'm going through? But um, God redeems that by now qualifying you to lead others through the same journey.
0: Yeah. You know, as you speak, as you say that, I can just, I can bear witness to the fact that I I lean in to some, maybe maybe pastors that are a little further down the road than me and have faced some pain yeah. that i haven't faced yet uh, or or have navigated through what i'm just now going through and i'm like i really need to lean in you know uh, dr sam chan is a great example of that right <laughs> his yeah. book leadership pain right it, it's literally yeah. it's literally understanding I'm not the only one going through this. I can learn from somebody else. This is so valuable, Martin. Let's get to that fifth point because after this fifth point, yeah. we're gonna get even more practical and and you're gonna you're gonna give us some great ideas and and I think options of what we can do to uh, further maximize the impact and the influence sure. of our message. Number five.
1: <clears throat> yeah, number five relates to number four, where number four is your pain is somebody else's gain. I talked about you know, creating that pathway for others because of your journey. Mm-hmm. You know, you had to create your own path. You had a struggle for that. But now there is a path for others to walk on, which then, number five, ter- makes you into the ultimate shortcut for others. So what took <laughs> you 40 years, or what took Moses 40 years, creates a path for others to shortcut a 40-year journey into 11 That's days. That's so good. what have been 11 days. Right. Yeah. We all know that it also took them forty years by choice, but it could have been eleven. Mm-hmm. And I think the power of of message is when God gives you that message through your own journey, um, it creates a path that allows others to not only help navigate but help navigate them at an accelerated pace. Mm-hmm. And those forty years that you struggled they don't have to struggle that long because in that sense you paid that price and in some ways that's very christ-like right because the pain yeah it was on him the sacrifice that he brought uh creates a pathway to for us to get out of trouble at an accelerated pace and uh, so, yeah, there you have
0: it. I love it, I, Martine. I love it. I love it. I, and I've heard you share this, this teaching on multiple occasions. And every time you share it, something else grabs my attention even stronger. So this is what led you on this journey of, I want to help others maximize their impact, uh, uh, further their reach with the message God has given them. How did you get inspired to do this? And like, how did all this start? um and then after that i want to talk a little little bit about what people can start doing today right how did all this how did you get inspired for this
1: yeah it's never it's never one thing it's always a collection of multiple things but one thing that i remember contributed to me being able to define like hey this is what i want to do when i grow up was um i remember being a teenager i think i was about 18 years old and i came home one day and honestly and this is Very ironic, but I'm a reluctant reader. I mean, I I published 200 projects last (laughs) year. I'll I'll probably do 300 this year, but I'm a very reluctant reader. But it's not about the book. It's all about the message. Mm -hmm. Whatever it takes to get the message to people is what matters. Not the format it is in, not the product, but the message that brings the power, right? So, so I'm I'm consuming content. I don't necessarily read because you know I can read a book by listening to it, mm-hmm. or I can podcast, or, or I can watch YouTube videos, or I can go through an online course, or I can go to an event, and that's how I prefer to consume content. Um, but that I remember that night, I came home uh, from school and I sat behind my desk. I'm 18 years old. I'm not a reader. And I take pen and paper, and I I wrote my first book. I kid you not. It wasn't very thick. It was like 50 pages maybe. And it was called The Move of God's Spirit. And it was like nuggets from the Old Testament translated into what that means for us today. Kind of had a prophetic edge to it. And, And I wrote it pen and paper. And I took it to my mentor. And he said, man, this is really good stuff. And he helped me type it out. It was before I had a computer. <laughs> he had a computer. He typed it out. And then I went to the copy shop and printed a stack of books. And he would travel with them. He was an author. He had about 20 books written himself. And then there was my little book. It was yellow, black and white picture on top, <laughs> move of God's spirit. And, and I remember getting a letter from an elder out of a church out of the north of the country that I'm from, the Netherlands. And, and he wrote in the letter that somehow he got a hold of my book, and he read it, and he explained the impact that this book had had on him and his ministry. And I'm like, suddenly, I had this light switch in my, in my mind, like, wow. So the message that God had given me hmm. operated in places and impacted people hmm. that I didn't know existed. And now these people are writing me telling me about that impact and I didn't have to be there in order to do it and then I really started to realize okay this is the power of putting message in formats that operate that first of all make them consumable how mm-hmm. so many times the only time the message comes out is when somebody asks you a question and you're like oh I know the answer and you give the answer and it adds value to the person but the only reason it came out was because they ask you questions. Mm-hmm. Didn't do any good for anybody else than that person. You know, it's kind of like Nicodemus. <laughs> you know, what came after Nicodemus's question, you know, only benefited him. Well, thankfully it was documented in a format uh-huh. that could be of benefit to us. Right. And it's kind of like that. Like you multiply the impact by putting it in formats that others can consume outside of your proximity. And uh so that was one of those things that I saw the power of packaging information and how packaging information uh first of all is good stewardship, but could impact people that are outside of my reach day to day. And that's just one example of, you know, kind of what triggered me to capitalize on that opportunity.
0: Yeah, that's good. I, I love I love this this message and this thought, because I think one of the things we tend to do as human beings is just limit. We limit ourselves. We limit even what we think God might be able to do. And, uh, and, and you have a way of helping us as leaders realize, wait, there's so much more that we can, there's so much farther that we could stretch this, that God's entrusted us with. Um, um, I know you mentioned right now multiple uh, vehicles, multiple um, formats in which we can take this message. Um, and I think that's one of your areas of expertise. I know you've written books about that as well. Um, <clears throat> what if people what if people haven't started, for example, putting these ideas down? they know they have a message, they know God's called them, but they haven't started they don't know they don't know where to start maybe even overwhelmed by the idea. What are some thoughts there?
1: Yeah, it's hard to know where to start if this is not your normal mode of operation, Mm -hmm. right? The only reason I did what I did with that first book I ever wrote was because I had help from my mentor. Mm -hmm. You know, most people, you know, that's where it it stops. You got written Mm -hmm. words on paper and two decades later, it's still in some drawer in your desk and it's never Mm -hmm. made available to the people that need it. So, you know, I'm a big believer that we all need each other. You know, the whole story of Joel's army was that everybody was marching in their lane in formation mm-hmm. and everybody played their own role. And we all need people to help us, you know, uh, capitalize on our own strengths because we only have this piece of the puzzle and we need other pieces of the puzzle to help us form the big picture. So, So, yeah, I mean... Uh, if people haven't started writing, first of all, not everybody's a writer. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're no content creator. I mean, going back to the story of Moses, even, you know, that might be a sixth lesson learned. <laughs> yeah, Moses had that message, but he wasn't that great of a uh, deliverer of that, message, of that message. He wasn't a great communicator. So he needed help from somebody else to help deliver that message. Well, Aaron didn't go in the history books as... The man with the message, right? He was still Moses, even though Moses didn't say a word, it was all Aaron. Hmm. So, so there's ways that we can help you turn that message into those consumable formats without you having to necessarily write one word. Hmm. Uh, Ghost writing is one option. Uh, Ghost writing is basically somebody comes alongside of you, pulls it out of, out of you. Helps you organize that message by asking you questions, conducting interviews, recording that, transcribing that, Mm -hmm. and then writing that first draft manuscript. Probably do a dozen of those books a year where we write every word. Um, Yeah, so that's one option. Some people say, hey, but I want to write it myself. How is it my message? Somebody else writes it. Well, first of all, any of your best selling authors on the New York Times bestseller list, a significant percentage of those are ghost written books. Mm-hmm. Well, but even more importantly, and I try to explain this to people that when God had a message and he decided, you know what, one of my go to strategies of turning that message into impact is by publishing a book, hmm. right? The Bible. <laughs> he chose. As his strategy to produce that first manuscript, to exclusively use ghostwriting. (laughs) Have you ever thought about that? (laughs) Right, and he he didn't say, "Oh, come on, John, I would never say it that way. That's not my voice." No, he didn't overthink that. As long as that message got out, and if it's good enough for God, it should be good enough for us.
0: I like that. I like that thought. Um, you know, I think, I think w- one of the things that I've uh, appreciated in these last couple of years working on on the avail team and connected to all the other, uh, you know, related, um, connections and, and organizations that are connected to avail uh, is how, how you really make the process that much smoother, um, understandable and honestly easier for someone who's in this path, who says, I have a message. I want to get it out there. I would say Martine that nowadays with all the technology out there and, and all the options online, some people would say, well, I just want to self publish. I want to self publish it and do it on my own, which, which there, you know, that's an option. Uh, What, what would you say the value is of working with a publisher, you know, like, like working, you know, with us and working through through you and, and and what we do to publish as opposed to, Uh, or versus self-publishing?
1: Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of different ways I can answer that question. Obviously, if you know how to Google, if you know how to watch YouTube videos, you can probably figure it out yourself. Uh, The reality is that by the time to publish a book, you need probably five to seven types of expertise, all the way from graphic design to editing to writing to just the publishing, understanding ISBNs and you know, by the time you're done doing that, you either have to spend a lot of time learning it, mm-hmm. and the question is, is it the best use of your time, right? Or you got to hire a bunch of freelancers to do certain aspects of the publishing project. Mm-hmm. The chances are that by the time you've paid everybody, you might as well work with us, right? <laughs> so that's, that, that's one thing. Um, but again, on, on going back to what I said earlier, we all need help doing certain things with excellence mm-hmm. and and everybody has a role to play and when i came to this country back in 2006 i felt very strongly that god says hey i want you to be a voice of the church and i and as a calling and i had defined what that meant for myself so mm-hmm. i thought you know i'll preach at churches and i did that for a couple of years until everything got shut down for a wide variety of different reasons and and I was confused, and um, that kind of launched me on the path of what I thought was my wilderness season. And I thought when God's done with me, I'll return back to what I was doing, only to find out that you don't go into the wilderness to return back to Egypt. You go into the wilderness to come up, come out the other side uh, differently. Yeah. In the process, looking back, God completely redefined what it means to be voiced to the church. Hmm. And what it means practically to me is... I come alongside people who have a message and I help them amplify the sound of that message in a wide variety of different ways. And and that's my gift. So if that's not your gift, you do yourself a favor to work with somebody like me. It doesn't have to be me, there's others. Um, but I know I'm gifted to help people amplify the sound of their message uh, in multiple ways. So um, the other thing is like, it's one thing to have a book published, but you need three things. You need availability, awareness, and demand. Your book publishing process makes your message available. Doesn't mean people are aware. Right? Certainly doesn't mean there's a demand for it. Sure. Right? So the availability is the production process. We can certainly help with that. We do an excellent job. We have the best of the best in the industry working on your project um, at an affordable rate. Mm-hmm. Um, but then awareness, how do people know about it? Like what's your marketing strategy? Yeah. That's that's something else. And we come alongside people like yourself and others that have a message mm-hmm. to set you up for success. And there's a certain number of things that we do that when your book comes out. And when your three, four other derivative products are on the same message, come out, uh, you're set up for success, and you show up to war with a strategy. Mm-hmm. And there's it goes beyond the scope of this interview, but you know there's a bunch of different things that we do to get you ready to 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 do that. And you know, also just because people are aware doesn't mean they want it. So the demand needs to be created. Mm-hmm. So how can you create? an environment so magnetic that people start pursuing you for what you have as opposed to you chasing them down to make a quick sale? Uh, how can you create an environment that makes people f- believe that buying your product is, in fact, their idea, mm-hmm. while in reality, it's, it's part of a bigger picture strategy? So those are things that I don't see any other publishers do. Uh, if you do it yourself, chances are... Uh, it took me 15 years to learn what I know sure so you don't just go on YouTube watch some videos and figure it out mm-hmm. so let me help you navigate essentially
0: yeah that's yeah. good I, I want to kind of wrap things up um, martin you're one of those you're kind of like Santa Claus you always have gifts you always <laughs> you are that I don't know.
1: I'm like Santa
0: Claus. All right, I just yeah, Santa Claus. Um, so so <laughs> you you have this ability to not only teach us and encourage us and challenge us, but then you also are able to put some some resources in our hands. You're able to lead us or point yeah. us in the right direction. W- what do you have for us? How can we lean in, learn some sure. more, take a step if we want if we want to know more about publishing a book or working yeah. with with you.
1: Some of you may already have this, but I've written a book a couple of years ago called "Unleashed: How to Turn Your Message into Impact." Obviously, we were only able to scratch the surface of, you know, that whole topic during this podcast. But yeah, written a whole book about it that goes into all the technicalities and practicalities on how to market your message and create the maximum impact and maximizing the revenues associated with that while reaching as many people as possible. Hmm. So creating that perfect storm, it's all biblically founded. It's like loaded with scripture that kind of like sets up the foundation of everything I teach in that book. Um, You can have a free copy. Um, That's actually, you know, we can give away this book for free and make it sustainable because of what I teach in the book. Hmm. Allison, my daughter, calls that democratizing your content, your message. <laughs> and what it basically means is you think message as opposed to book, and you go through the time, energy, and money to publish a book. And when you do, you create three, four other things, right? Mm-hmm. At least, maybe more, but to begin with. So your book might have a workbook or study guide or manual. It may have an audiobook version. It may have a video course or. A mastermind, or whatever it may be, and and there comes a point where, when the percentages work out, mm-hmm. let's say you know of the hundred books that you move to customers, there's enough percent of the people of those hundred, like say twenty or thirty, that buy that next thing, who mm-hmm. afford that next thing and the next thing, that. For every book you move, you're not making $15, you're making 79 on average, right? So there comes a point when you've optimized that process where you can actually give this away for free, mm. which then means I'm maximizing the impact I'm creating by getting the message to more people because there's some people in my ecosystem that can afford the other products and therefore subsidizing. This message that's to good. go to people who can't afford it. So democratizing that is, is you're reaching more people mm-hmm. while generating the money to be able to do that for free for certain people. That's a powerful principle. Yeah. So if you want to copy of this book, you can actually go to dreamreleasermedia.com, dream mediacom And that's what we're doing, releasing your dream. Uh of getting your message out, dreamreleaseandmedia.com. There's a dozen questions that you have to answer. Those questions help us identify where you're at as it relates to your message and turning your message into impact so that we can serve you potential next um, action steps in making that a reality in your life.
0: Yeah, that's good. So, so... So you can download
1: this or you can... Uh, order it and we'll send you a copy that's
0: that. good Dream, dreamreleasermedia.com that's where they can go for the book is there anywhere else you want to send them if they, if they want to get to know more about you or lean into what you offer
1: when they fill that out they're also being added to my email list that gives you tips and tricks on anything that relates to turning your message into impact uh, so you'll see my website com. whenever I share that people's like how do you spell that well you <laughs> know <laughs> Maybe I should make it The Octopus Media. Uh, yeah. I like
0: it. It started here on the Avail podcast. Let yeah. me, let, this is where it started. <laughs> <laughs> let me mention as well our Avail Journal. One of the awesome things that we produce and provide as a resource for leaders, the Avail Journal. This is a Christian, the ultimate premium Christian leadership magazine. It comes out quarterly. Hey, everybody. We, we want to bless you by a free trial subscription, free trial subscription by going to availjournal.com. Martine, I know a lot of love, passion, and excellence goes into producing every edition of the Avail Journal. It's uh,
1: it's an operation, sure. Yeah. Look at That's that. It's pretty good. Look at that. They Look at that. Good. It
0: feels good, looks good, smells good. It is good. It helps you in your leadership journey. Availjournal.com. For those of you who aren't subscribed, free trial subscription, Availjournal.com. We're, we're on the back end here, Martine. Um, you know what? I'm going to do this because I got you on here and you're one of the Avail founders. Real quick, just real quick, a little bit of uh, lightning round questions. First thing that comes to your mind, Martine. First thing that comes to your mind. What do you mean? What do you, oh. what do you enjoy doing? Hobby. Writing. All right. What um, reading? <laughs> what makes you laugh? You. Woo! I made. I made it. I made it. All right. Where? Where? Where do you like to go on vacation? Barcelona. Ooh. Um What frustrates you? People that don't listen. <laughs> okay.
1: What kind of music do you like? Wow, that's a really wide variety of different music, man! Mm. I can listen to all the way to screamy heavy metal to worship.
0: Okay, all right. So you got you got a wide variety. I I I, I like that. I like that. Um, let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. What's a project you're excited about?
1: What's a project you're excited about? Did you did you plant that question on purpose <laughs> because we just talked about it? <laughs>
0: Hey, hey, hey,
1: I, I'll, I'll rephrase that. I'll, I'll rephrase that. There's some context. I just told Virgil before we started, like I, I got three
0: people asking me what I'm excited <laughs> about. I didn't want to answer it. And now he's asking, put me on the spot. I'm going to rephrase the question. How many books do you hope to publish in this 2023 year? 300. All right. That's huge. It is huge. That's huge. So I
1: think we're going to make it. We're almost at 200 right now. And I'm saying publishing projects, yeah, because they don't they don't all follow the same traditional book format. Uh huh. Um, but yeah, we're we're nearing the 200 mark, and it's August, so I think we're we'll hit 300.
0: All right, last question, and you can spend a little. It doesn't have to be lightning. You can, be a little, you can do three sentences. Did you ever imagine doing as much as what you're doing and helping and impacting so many people?
1: No, never. No, definitely not in the way I'm doing it. Um, you know, God called me. I had three options, pastor, missionary, or evangelist, tried all three, didn't work. And then through a series of events, you land here. Wow. And when the Bible says more than you can think or imagine, uh, I'm living that. Wow. And
0: Yeah. That's awesome. Um, why don't you just finish off with giving us the last nugget from your heart? What do you want to leave with all the available listeners and viewers?
1: Yeah, you have what it takes. you're god's second choice (laughs) keep it real and um you know you're now responsible do something with that message that god has given you Mm -hmm. and your pain was not in vain because it's somebody else's gain. (laughs) so go ahead and provide those people the ultimate shortcut to get to where they're destined to be
0: Woo, drop the mic, hashtag <laughs> Calvin Klein's brother, Mark Klein. I mean, Martine. You know, I have three <laughs> rhyming words in there. I, that was good. That, vain, vain, gain. I'd never done it before. It just came to me. I thought it. I thought I said that was good. You got to remember that. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Hey, Martijn, Um, I usually thank our guests, even on your behalf. So right now, on behalf of Dr. Sam Chand, on behalf of Amy Van Tilburg, on behalf of go. all of the Avail team who works behind the scenes, uh, who knows you and loves you, we just wanna say we're thankful for your life, we're proud of you, and we honor you for great leadership.
1: Well, thank you, Virgil, you're a rock star, like literally you're a rock star. I think people <laughs> know that, right? You used to be a bad leader. not know, But, you know, <laughs> thank you for everything you do. And uh, I think we got like, getting close to 200 episodes yeah
0: we're going man Martine, it's a a pleasure to be on this ride with you as we help more people maximize their impact remember everybody you got to go to dreamreleasermedia.com you can get martine's book for free whether you get a digital version the physical version it's up to you and lean in to the teachings god has placed in his heart Uh, and if you're thinking about publishing a book if you're thinking about wanting to uh, maximize your impact lean in go to dreamreleasermedia.com i think our time, our team here at Avail and all the people that work with us can really help you go even farther, whatever that may mean. On behalf of Avail, everybody, my name is Virgil Sierra, lead pastor of Vertical Church, your host here on the Avail podcast, where we talk about the art of leadership. Hope you enjoyed this episode. We'll catch you next time right here on the Avail podcast. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Avail podcast with our guest, Martine Van Tilborg. You can connect with Martine on social media and access some free resources by going to dreamreleasermedia.com. For more leadership resources, check us out at theartofleadership.com. And make sure to claim your free trial subscription of the Avail Journal at availjournal.com. If you'd like to connect to our growing leadership community on Facebook, visit availleadershipconnect.com. As always, I'm your AVAIL podcast host, Virgil Sierra. Muchas gracias. Thank you for connecting with us to learn the art of leadership here at the AVAIL podcast.